millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Chris Childs, Kermit Washington, Ken Benson, Joey Devine, Jeff Van Gundy holding on to someone's legs, Robert Parrish, Bill Lambeer. Carmelo Anthony, Sean Keane, Larry Bird and Julius Irving choking each other, <laughs> Derek Harper, Clay Anthony Early, <laughs> the fan who threw the coke at Ron Artest, Jermaine <laughs> O'Neal, musical guest, Five for Fighting, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Dave Schilling. Hello, welcome to another Skype session of Round Ball Rock. I am Dave Schilling. Sean Keen, where are you this week? Uh, I am up in Arcata, California. It's beautiful. I'm I'm in the redwoods right now. Oh, is it? Is there mist? Is there fog? Uh, it's where little, you are? It's a little misty. It's been raining a lot. But, uh, yeah, it does kind of look like a magical forest. Like uh, an X-Files episode. We have, we have a, a special unannounced guest who is a Springer Spaniel named Buster, who might be joining on the, on the podcast. We don't know. Is uh, he named after that shitty baseball player, Buster Posey? Uh, that guy's name is Gerald. Gerald Posey? That's his real name? Yeah, his name's really Gerald Posey. Yeah. It's, that, that's, that fits his personality more. Gerald, a huge scrub lord. Buster. 
Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough scrubbing when you have three World Series rings on your hands. I agree. Oh, good God. <laughs> you make me sick. Joey Devine, how are you, Joey? Hi. Um, I am furious at Don Pardo right now because the name of the fan who threw the Coke at Ron Artest's name is John Green. So show some damn respect to Don Pardo. Yeah, yeah that guy... He I think he's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He didn't That's mention the... William League Senior Legue. I think it was Legue. Yeah, <laughs> the father-son team that beat up a first base coach for literally no reason whatsoever. Well, before we get into WrestleMania season, which appears to have trickled down to the NBA the last week. Let's let's get some reader mail here, or listener mail. It always says readers in my fucking rundown. No one reads this. Wait, it's did a, I say... It's an wait, audio podcast. Did I say hi? I can't yeah, you remember. Did. You did. Okay. Yeah, you did. Just make it. No, no. Joey, once you said hi, that means it's lip fam. Yeah, get, get your shit in, bud. It's lip fam. Um, so we got to... Is this a tweet? From no, Mishere? it's an email. Oh, yo, that one. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah. This is a tweet from from user Misha Ray, uh, and the que- the the question is is basically just uh, we left out some some people on our bad fake doctor list. Oh yeah, who's that? So yeah. so her suggestions were uh, Doctor Leo Spichemin from Thirty Rock. Great choice. He's a poor mm. doctor. I yeah. believe he also becomes the Surgeon General but at the end. He's of, also but... a real doctor, correct? No, he's kind of a fake. He's like a he's, he's like a really Doctor Nick. Doctor. Yeah, he's like but a quack was... doctor. I don't know. I think he doesn't rank. You think <laughs> he's you think, a, he? You think he's Leo a... is too good of a doctor for the fake doctor rankings? Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. You're totally wrong. Well, let uh, me. Let, sh- and then our yeah. other suggestion is um, current uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Doctor Ben Carson. Yeah, that's he's not a real doctor, right? I don't. He's think so. uh, he's a better doctor than Doc Rivers, um, probably. <laughs> well, he is uh, an accomplished brain surgeon, but uh, I don't know. I don't trust that guy. No, thank you. I think he he's is, fourth on the list. He is the worst fake HUD uh, cat, uh, president. Sec- what is his secretary, secretary of development? This is not. This is not a politics pod. This is not Pod Save America. Oh so. boy, <laughs> we can be forgiven for not knowing. Um, we also got an email, Joey. Yeah, uh, we got some what appears to be fan fiction from my old college roommate <laughs> Elliot Langford. Shouts to shouts to to Doctor to DJ Eli Fresh Mode, <laughs> which he is. Um, <laughs> Look, he's he, Eli. He he's uh, he's Joey's college roommate. He also DJed my cousin Sarah's wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's come up on the podcast before he's the uh, warrior fan who has battered wife syndrome who was trying to convince (laughs) me that we should become Phoenix Suns fans earlier this season because uh, following the Warriors was too boring I have to say Um, he also has the only he really has the only dog name that comes close to Dave's wonderful dog name which is of course Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, so what's uh, what's Elliot's dog's name? Uh, MacGruber. Oh, that's a good one. I love that movie. Yeah, Elliot's great. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, let's read his email. In Sacramento. Sorry. He, <laughs> he says, hey, guys, love the pod. Started doing some research here in SAC and wanted to share with you some things I've seen lately. And then it says, Sacramento Kings, Tales from the Bottom by <laughs> Elliot Langford. <laughs> Vivek was served a subpoena at a hot new farm-to-fork gastropub on account of personally filming a girls' middle school hoops tournament last weekend <laughs> in hopes of getting a leg up on the competition. King's GM Vlade D- the Diva Divac was reportedly, has reportedly been banned from Waze headquarters in Palo Alto for bumming smokes from employees and begging for his job back. While on a Midtown Brew bike trip last week, Costa Cufos and Scal Lebissier formed an uncommon bond kicking Willie Trill Collie Stein off the trolley for trying to pull chicks instead of his own weight. Lastly, self-proclaimed hophead Ty Lawson <laughs> blames his several DUIs on the recent Beer Week activities across the state capitol, stating, The more that IPA smells like skunk piss, the more likely I'm driving out of here. <laughs> That, I I believe in two of the four of those stories, but I don't want to say which. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I, I, lo- okay. I just like hearing you say Skull Lebissier. Yeah. Because, Skull Lebissier. Uh, the next great thing in the NBA, according to the Sacramento Kings announcers. Skull uh, Lebissier is like, uh... His name sounds like a nickname Gambit would call Rogue on the X-Men cartoon. Oh, it's Galabissier. <laughs> we need to kill the Sentinels with I'm, I'm... flaming trading cards. They're not trading cards, but what if they were trading cards? Oh, if he was throwing tops trading cards instead of playing cards. What if it was Garbage Pail Kids? <laughs> See, I was going to say Magic the Gathering. That'd be sick, too. Pokemon cards? Yeah, sure. uh, guys, if yeah. you want to, if you want to send in other cards that uh, Gambit could throw as a weapon, like greeting cards or driver's licenses or or uh, ID cards or what have you, email us at wacky packages. Yeah, whatever there was you want. That, there was that embarrassing stretch in the early 90s where he was just heating up pogs and throwing them at opponents. <laughs> when he hit you with the slammer, you go down. Yeah, yeah uh, he was like, Ma chérie, my slammer is shaped like a yin-yang. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have suggestions for Gambit or... Uh, anything else you want to say. Also, we have a challenge for you. If you email us at roundballrockpod at gmail.com, we want you to tell us if you have seen Chris, Chris Webber's Webber's full, court full Court Pranks on True TV, a channel I've never watched in my life, and that includes the NCAA tournament. No clue what's on there. I hear <laughs> there's some stuff. I don't know. Not for me. Yeah. Not a TV guy. Not a true TV guy. I want to know what Chris Webber's full court pranks is because yeah. I haven't I haven't watched it. I don't know when it's on, uh, and I want to hear some reviews from us, yeah. from from you listeners. I uh, you know I am a proud member of the Turner Broadcasting family, so mm-hmm. uh, you know I have to recuse myself from this conversation, <laughs> but. 
I am happy to broadcast your reviews and what you think of Chris Weber's full court pranks on this podcast. So email us at roundballrockpod at gmail.com or tweet at us at roundrockpod on Twitter. Also, or call us. Yes, exactly. Call us on our Google Voice robot. What's the number, robot? Three, two, three, six, eight, two, zero, three, four, two. Thank you, robot. And finally, please leave us five-star reviews because if we get to 50 five-star reviews on iTunes, we will do a commentary track over My Giant starring Billy Crystal, George Mirazan, and White Slavery. And speaking of, we actually got a new review. Oh, yeah, let's read it out. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> um, uh, this one, I gotta say, uh, it really warmed my heart, you guys. Um, it w- It's from our friend on Twitter, Genial Black Man, Trey Cool. Love that X. guy. Excellent. Yeah. And he says, uh, This podcast is lit, fam! Five stars. A podcast about NBA basketball that layers in-jokes and segues into pop culture, politics, and commercial parodies, and is introduced with a Don Pardo-like Saturday Night Live intro may seem unwieldy, but <laughs> Roundball Rock is a hilarious what? and insightful podcast. The host slash comedians, no question mark this time. Thank you, Trey Cool X. Yeah, you know. You uh, know. Distill and riff on every NBA-related from the 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors to fledgling mm-hmm. players' rap careers. And yep. whatever cultural tangents the news and stats lead them down. Mm-hmm. Whoever's talented enough to walk through that door, be it Joel Embiid <laughs> or the host's various funny and smart guests, you should follow them and listen to this podcast. Fly the W, Devilroo. Wow, this guy fit all of our catchphrases in. It's amazing. I can't. It's this guy really, really listens. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, you re, you're actually listening to it. You're not a bot. I didn't write this review. Uh, no. Sean didn't. Joey didn't. None of um, our family members it, did. It's possible my college roommate, Elliot, did. But <laughs> Is he a genial black man? Or? I think he was busy editing that fan fiction he sent us earlier to write this review. So I think this is a real one. <laughs> okay, good, good. It's a real one, fam. It's lit. It's uh, a real one. You know what else is real and lit? Fights are back, baby! Oh my god. We, Fights we, oh, are back! We've been listening to pundit after pundit say the NBA has become soft. Mm-hmm. And last night, fists were, were flying in, in a, a Raptors-Bulls game. Really? Raptors-Bulls? They threw real punches. Yeah, if one of those had landed. and Robin Lopez tried to Kermit Washington each other. Uh, uh, Now, these guys have a history, correct? Do they have beef from before? Do they? I thought we were talking about this on text that someone had said Serge was soft. Oh, I thought it was Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. No, I think the Heat might have said that or something. Somebody did say Serge was a fake tough guy at one point. That's Matt Barnes. Oh, Matt wow. Barnes said that. Barnes. Well, Matt, Matt Barnes, Barnes is a real tough guy, so he would know. Yeah. Uh, was <laughs> Matt Barnes was basically Blake Griffin's bodyguard when he was on the Clippers because Blake Griffin is a great player but is not going to get in fights. Well, unless no. it's an equipment manager. 
<laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, didn't Serge Ibaka grow up in a war zone? I think he did. He yeah. also he also appears to be the most uh, jacked man in the NBA. Yeah, he's also the handsomest Sudanese lost boy, right? <laughs> yeah, he's very handsome. He, he was People Magazine's sexiest Sudanese lost boy. Um, <laughs> I didn't pick up that issue. I love that feature every year. Um, so let's quickly go through all of the fights. We have happened. three fights this week. Yeah. One real one, but two, like... Hold me back ones. fights? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, go ahead. So Robin Lopez and Serge Ibaka. Uh, yeah. By the way, Brooke Lopez has weighed in on that fight uh, in favor of Serge Ibaka. Wait, uh, really? Well, sure. <laughs> he, says, he says his brother always throws the first punch. He's messed up like that man, and he wants them <laughs> to have a real fight. Uh, maybe we'll get a grudge match. Who knows? I'm, I'm pulling for Ibaka, though. <laughs> did you and your brother ever get into it like that? Absolutely, we absolutely did. And I can tell you right now, if that were me out there, Rob would have been on the ground. Because he, he, he threw the first punch. He always I'll does, though. Back, He's messed up like that, man. <laughs> I think maybe Robin Lopez thought Serge was a mascot. Yeah, like, you know, they're playing the Toronto Lost Boys. I think he maybe <laughs> just got his movies confused. They're sort oh. of from the same era. Honestly, I uh, I blinked for a second. Uh, it was like uh, it's like when in cartoons when people are on a desert island mm-hmm. and they like turn into like a like a chicken. They look at the other guy and he looks like a chicken. I think oh yeah, Robin like in the Lopez, cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I think Robin Lopez blinked and saw Benny the Bull. <laughs> no, no, you're my friend, but you're fighting me. What? <laughs> All right, so we also had Russ and Steph um, during the Thunder Warriors game. Uh-huh. That wasn't quite a real fight. I mean, there were real pushes, but yes, sure. not a real fight. <laughs> and, and, and guys, what triggered that terrible incident? Uh, Samaj Krishjan? No. It oh, was the... a jump ball. Is this your get rid of the jump ball bullshit again? <laughs> I'm just saying, only bad things happen. I don't know. I, I, I think it's. I think it's funny. It, I'm telling you, it's got to be only guys under six feet. It would be like it would be like the equivalent of having a field goal kicker or 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 a, or a special teams uh, you know guy in football. Like this is all they do. They're they're undersized. They're not really you know as strong or as uh-huh. fast. But they can do this one thing really well. So every team has one or two guys under six feet tall, and that would allow people like myself to play in the NBA. Yeah. Because I can jump. I can jump enough to to get a jump ball over someone who is also my height. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. No, because I think Nate Robinson would be the all time. Uh, that guy, and you can't, you couldn't win a jump ball against Nate Robinson. Also, to be fair, I am six two. I'm not under <laughs> under six feet, so I probably shouldn't. I just want people to know I'm not short, because there's most of the, the listeners here. I hope have never met me before. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I don't want to meet my fans, but because I'm hoping strangers listen to this show. I don't know who listens to this show except for Dabaru. And, and Trey Cool X, cool X. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Adrian, Adrian Escalera. Escalera. Yeah, those are the three people I know <laughs> listen every week. 
anyway, the how third fight is, was. Oh, wait, yes, Joey. How tall is Joey? Uh, yeah, I'm 5'9". Okay. You could be in the jump ball. Yeah. What if it really had to be the local field goal kicker, though? Like, you just Ooh. go one further, and it's like Jason Elam and Phil Dawson come out to wild applause to, to jump the ball. <laughs> I, I actually think they should make the coaches do it. Oh, wow. Do the jump ball? Yeah. No, think about all the guys in the NBA with bad knees or bad backs. Yeah, that's why. You, you would you would probably kill Steve Kerr, dude. A Stan Van Gundy versus Mike D'Antoni jump ball would be the funniest thing in the world, though. Uh, I don't want to see guys getting hurt out there. <laughs> Speaking of guys getting hurt out there, the Bucks and the Lakers got into a scrap too. Two young don't touch hot my players. He can touch their players all he wants. Don't touch my damn players. Two young hot fun teams getting in a scrap, and Luke Walton. Got really upset that uh, they were touching his players, yeah, even though part of the his players. Well, part of the game is touching people, you know. So I mean, don't push my players, don't punch them, but they got to get touched. That's well, how was, the game works. It was because it was a Bulls Bucks assistant coach pushed Brandon Ingram away from the fight in in order well, to try to break it up. Okay, he was trying to protect Brandon Ingram, who weighs twelve pounds, from yeah. getting his arm broken. Yeah, I actually, I actually think what he was doing was he was uh, worried that Brandon Ingram was going to spill Jason Kidd's coke, um, and oh. Jason Kidd got in trouble for that when he coached the, uh, uh, yeah, it was the Bucks, right? No, it was the Nets. Yeah, when he coached the Nets, he spilled that coke. Remember, got got a. What's going on? All right. Anyway, keep I going. was just wondering how many times you would say spilled that coke. <laughs> <laughs> Bill I, Lambeer's not going to spill that coke. <laughs> Chris Mims not going to spill that coke. <laughs> Carrie um, Kittles isn't going to spill that coke. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Sean, speaking of Bill Lambeer, you watched seven different Lambeer fights on YouTube this week? Yeah, I got all charged up on the new fight in NBA. And... Uh, it is shocking how much you could do in the mid-80s on the basketball court and not even necessarily get a foul called. Uh, yeah. Give me an example of this. Give me an example. Okay, so it's the in the Eastern Conference Finals. This must have been 87. Um, there's a play where Larry Bird goes up for a layup and Bill Lambeer literally just grabs Larry Bird around the neck and falls to the ground on top of him. Uh, a fight breaks out, um, and Bird Bird just goes after him. And then a game later, uh, Lambeer is not even in the play, and Robert Parrish just starts punching him from behind. Like just a seven-foot giant man just pounds Lambeer into the ground mid-play when nothing's happening, and they called. I think they. I think they called a technical, and that was it, or maybe a personal foul. Like he wasn't. There was no flagrant one. There was no flagrant two. He didn't get ejected. They just kept playing, and I was thinking what Parrish did would probably be a ten-game suspension. Now, is my guess because LeBron James almost getting the edge of his shorts touched by the tip of a shoe was a one-game NBA Finals suspension. So I, f I feel mm -hmm. like it's really 
ramped up. Yeah, I mean, guys would just... I was surprised at the lack of pretense. Like, there's a there's a play where Michael Jordan just goes up to Lambert and punches him in the face. And it's retaliation, but it's not direct retaliation. And so you could just kind of throw guys to the ground in the 80s, and you might not even get a foul call. Mm-hmm. It was well, a simpler and, time. Well, and in the early 2000s, uh, Chris Mills, Golden State Warrior, uh, followed the Portland Trailblazers bus to the Oakland airport and tried to fight them. Well, he blocked. Uh, he first blocked the team bus from leaving the arena. The arena, um, yeah. He Did he have a weapon? He did have a gun, yeah. He had a gun. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then I, I believe the police made him let the 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 bus go. But in Oakland, the mm-hmm. airport is not very far from the arena. It's so like Chris, ten minutes. <laughs> so Chris Mills probably driving faster than the bus. Then tried to fight them at the airport, and uh, that was the kind of organization the Warriors had ten years ago. Also, I'm hoping if fighting's back, we should bring that back too. Just following following team buses to the airport. Yeah, it's um, it's really it's the first time anyone's thrown really thrown a a punch punch in like ten years in the NBA. Really, yeah. I mean, people were comparing it to that Nuggets uh, Knicks brawl, uh-huh. the Jared Jeffries one, right? But I don't even really remember punches being thrown in that fight. I remember Carmelo Anthony slapping a guy and then running backwards down the entire court. Uh huh. But. I don't remember punches being thrown. So anyway, yeah, the I just it's it's exciting when there's fighting. They should make the penalties less. That's what I think. Fights are awesome. I went to a hockey game recently. Went to a Kings. Um, oh god, what is the other hockey team that they were playing? Buffalo Sabers. The Buffalo Sabers, and there was a fight, and it was great. Fights are cool. You know. Yeah. There's a there's a reason why I watch wrestling for the fights. They're fake. But, I mean, NBA fights are kind of fake, too. They don't – that's why, you know, there hasn't been a punch thrown in 10 years because they're just all – it's all posturing. It's all showing off how tough you are. Now, here's a question. Uh, if they did just let fighting back in the NBA, right, if, like, what, what teams would be the best fighting teams? Mm. Mm. Memphis. Yeah. Grit and grind, Memphis baby. is a good one, the grit and grind, for sure. Although, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess Chandler Parsons is gone, so he's not going to. He's, he's not going to be. He, I feel like he'd be detrimental in a fight. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be a guy who kicks, who waits to kick someone when they're down, and it's like, whoa, that went too far, Chandler. Yeah, no, he's the, he's the cooler man. He's the guy who comes in, he's just like, we could be at the club right now. We could all be doing shots together. Why are you guys fighting? You need a heater, man. You, mm-hmm. need, a Matt Bar- you need Matt Barnes. The yeah. Warriors. The Warriors are a sneaky, tough team, and we talked yeah. about this before that they've got some guys, the David Wests and uh, Matt Barnes of the world, that are not, not to be trifled. Yeah, do not trifle with those gentlemen. So no, yeah. sir. Julia almost leading the league in flagrant flagrant fouls. He's uh, he's second with three, but. Uh... Matt Barnes has four. Markeith Morris also has four. So, yeah, hard fouls. No layups. Yeah, you make <laughs> them earn it. This, it's, it's almost playoff time, guys. Ugh. We, are, we of, are limping to the playoffs. 
that, I asked this question on Twitter. Um, why is it there's there's such a proliferation of, of fighting in the NBA right now? And the response, almost universally from my followers, was because it's boring. Because there's <laughs> nothing going on. Because all of the, the seating is barely, you know, an issue right now. Um, a lot of teams are resting their players. And, uh, you know, it's just the dog days of the NBA. And we have to sit through a bunch of shitty college basketball. No one's watching the NBA. Yeah, Why not just throw some punches? fighting in college basketball. Ugh. Yeah. Well, because they're all about <laughs> honor and respect for each other and stupid stuff that we don't really care about on this show. Dude, if you punched a guy in the NCAA tournament, that's for sure making one shining moment, though. <laughs> that's, uh, that's actually their spinoff one shiner moment. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really I want to do a one shining moment montage for this show. I like, we should take some of the idea. best. Of course I you actually, did. Yeah, uh, we get some clips I, of I like great moments. That up to you yet? But yeah. Okay. Well. All right, fam. <laughs> We're gonna do it unless unless fans out there want to do it for us. If you do, email us at roundballrockpod at gmail dot com <laughs> and do some free work for us. We love that. That'd be so tight. Maybe the sickest thing ever. Thank you. Um, Tinder, according to ESPN, and I believe it's a Tom Haverstrow. It's a Haverstrow. Yeah, it's a Haverstrow joint. Uh, Tinder is destroying home court advantage, according to to Haverstrow and ESPN. Home court advantage is at an all time low of fifty seven point four percent this season, and an unnamed GM said Tinderization of the NBA, like the dating app. No need to go to the clubs all night anymore. And a former All-Star said, it's absolutely true that you get at least two more hours sleep getting laid on the road versus 15 years ago. No schmoozing, no going out to the club, no having to get something to eat after the club, but before the hotel. Here's my question before we get into these <laughs> questions. Yes. Which, and which former All-Star said that? It's somebody who's been in the league for 15 years. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, baby. He hasn't been in the league for 15 years. And he's not a former All-Star. That's true. He's never been an All-Star. Because I think I know who it is. Vince Carter? That's who I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's Vince Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's seen it all. (laughs) I was going to say, has Jalen Rose been an All-Star before? I don't think so. It's Vince Carter. Carter. It's got to (laughs) be. All right. Well, I'm glad we figured that out. Uh, who's the, who, who do you think is the GM? Well, Richard Jefferson is on Grinder, so that's not. Hey. <laughs> well, I, I, wow, wow! Maybe I need dude. to edit that one out. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Cut that out. Um, I think. Uh, let's see. The Raptors GM is a good option because he's very handsome. No, um, it's 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 Daryl Morey, dude. <laughs> You really think so? I guess because, yeah, because he's been keeping the statistics. Oh. Also, he knows about apps. Yeah, How many yeah, yeah. GMs actually know about apps? I, I also am going to say R.C. Buford is not it because nobody is tendering in San Antonio. Because <laughs> they're all ugly. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just, I, did, I had to do a Charles Barkley thing there. Where they're San ugly. Antonio they're not ugly. San Antonio they're not ugly. Women. I, I, uh. 
Shout out to San Antonio women. They're great. Yeah, shout um, out to Becky Garcia, friend of the pod. That's Gar- the only San Antonio woman I know. But, uh, but what a woman, right? <laughs> She's okay. a great lady. <laughs> She's great. It's not Gar Foreman or John Paxson because they actually met uh, Jerry Reinsdorf on Match.com, and that's why they're going to be there forever. Phil <laughs> um, Jackson is still just all about key parties, actually. He's, he's yeah. A uh, uh, what about Doc? It's not Doc. <laughs> Doc can't go on right. Tinder because he might accidentally see Callie there, and then he'd freak out. He'd be like, "We should go on No, no. That's my daughter. You got, is that my daughter in there? Is that my daughter in there? From Mystic River. It's Doc Rivers. Mystic River. Seeing his daughter on Tinder. Um, say, someone make that video. Yeah. Round oh God. <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Make the video. Make the video. Um, okay, so George Carl also said that he and his teammates would drink beer at halftime of games in the 70s because they thought it was hydrating. Do you believe that? Um, I believe it, but also I believe that now Ty Lawson is ca- is calling George Carl and saying, "I learned it from you, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get in trouble for this podcast. I, I definitely think this is like George Carl secretly thinking that people like don't remember the seventies existing. There was still medicine in the 1970s. Nobody thought it was a good idea to drink beer at halftime. Come on. That's asinine. George Collins is a liar. There was a time when people thought that smoking cigarettes was good for your circulation. I think Joey still thinks that. I don't. Okay, just checking. (laughs) James Harden, killing the game as well but maybe not killing the smack-talking game, recently said, I'm a hooper. I just want to hoop. I rest when I'm done. I feel like my teammates and organization need me to go out there and do what I do. I get obviously paid for it, but it's something I love. I enjoy the grind. I enjoy how hard it is. I think that makes you tougher. That makes you who you are. Which member of the Hooper family is James Harden? Yeah, so he is oh. a hooper. He's a hooper. Yeah, he's officially a hooper. That's, he said it. Yeah. And he's a hooper, and apparently hoopers don't rest. Except on defense. Yeah, it's like, yeah, all right, James Harden, you can, you can play every day when you're only playing on half the court. That isn't most time. You know, all of the guys in the hoopers, okay, Kevin Love, maybe not, but most of the guys in the hoopers, good defenders, good defensive players. Yeah. Dan Gill is great at defense. <laughs> um, is this a shot? Is this a shot at the Clippers? I don't think so. It's because they don't live in they don't live in Hooperland anymore. They live in that haunted house where calamities are always happening. So yeah. trees fall on cars. You're saying the Hoopers family no longer exists, right? And so James Harden is he saying I'm the Hooper now? No, he's writing fan fiction. I just don't understand why he used the word hooper. It's not very common. It's It means one thing to me, and that is a family where 
Chris Paul is the father and DeAndre Jordan is the mother. Yeah, <laughs> and Damian Lillard is a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Love hasn't gone through puberty and is trying to find out about how to have sex. So the wonder, Hawks and the Hornets, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if James Harden is trying to like work his way into the family, a la like an Urkel figure, maybe? Uh, well, does he know that the ad campaign's over? He's like... He is just like the cousin that they bring in for the final season trying to save the show, and it doesn't work out. He's like the Raven Simone of the Hoopers, for sure. They're like, oh, baby Damian Lillard is seven now and not as cute. What if we bring in a weird beard? Yeah. But it could be that James Harden just doesn't pay attention, because the part of the quote that we left out is that he began that interview by just saying, was up? <laughs> <laughs> he's like the poochie of the yeah, he's, sitcom. He's just not that hip, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What if, what if James Harden finally goes back to his home planet? Aww. I guess he will. I guess he will come playoff time when they have to face the Warriors. <laughs> oh! No. <laughs> In your face, poochie. Oh, boy. Um, we got to take a quick break, though, for a word from our sponsor. We're happy to welcome a new sponsor this week. Yet again, we have a new sponsor every week, guys. Uh, <laughs> weird. It's weird now, we never have any repeat business. Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> these sponsors are not real. I don't know. Um, have you had car trouble, guys? I have. Sean, car trouble? Uh, constantly, every day of my life. There you go. <laughs> Is your engine missing some crucial components that it had last year? Has a previous owner run your car into a wall? Well, then you need the kind of energetic, relentless emergency auto service that only Russell Westbrook's Triple Double A can provide. Here's how it works. If you need roadside assistance or even roadside rebounding, you need to call Triple Double A. No matter how crappy it is, it will drag your sorry-ass car to 45, maybe 50 miles. Maybe 55 miles if you drive in the east. They will take your keys, and it will not give them back for 48 minutes. Soon, no one will be able to stop your drives. Flat tire? Russell Westbrook's Triple AA can plug nearly any leak. Engine won't turn over. Russell Westbrook can always turn it over, especially if it's in the clutch. Out of gas? Russ has definitely been there. And if you've been in a wreck so bad, your car gets totaled, Jeremy Lamb will come pick you up because he works as a Lyft driver on the side. Now, you might have to wait a while to get help. There's only one tow truck, and that's enough. So regular AAA has a team full of employees, and they're really good. Maybe they can bring you some cupcakes too, pussy. Meanwhile, Russell Westbrook's double, triple double A will be in Oklahoma City among the real people. Just spinning his wheels for years. Triple double A, because Ennis Cantor just slashed your tires. Thank you, Triple Double A, for oh. sponsoring this week's podcast. Uh, aggressive ad read this week. Very aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know who else has been quite aggressive this week? LeBron, ja- LeBron James. Not only did LeBron James threaten LeVar Ball over LeVar Ball making fun of his children... Yeah, that was he also weird. he also was misquoted by D'Angelo Russell. 
It was wasn't awesome. by D'Angelo Russell. It was by the Lakers. Oh, even worse that the team did it themselves. Jordy Bus, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that. So the okay. Lakers. Oh, so D'Angelo Russell played the Cavs this week. Scored forty points, his best game ever as a professional basketball player. And LeBron James, the Lakers claimed in both a post-game interview transcript and in promotional tweets from the team account that LeBron James said this of D'Angelo. He's a special guy. A special player. That's a great compliment, right? You know what the problem is? He was not talking about D'Angelo Russell when he said that. He was talking about flat-earth truther Kyrie Irving. Wait a minute. What? Then how did yeah. they end up using this quote? Not clear. That is unclear. They Let did have s- to embarrassingly retract it several times. Let me say one thing about the situation uh-huh. in Lakerland. I was at the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I went to the game um, yeah. uh, against the Cavs. Beautiful, great contest. Uh, Lakers, of course, choked in the fourth quarter, couldn't finish the game, as they have done multiple times this mm-hmm. season after playing a pretty decent first half. Um, I mean, a pretty decent first 20 games. Yeah, sure. pretty decent uh, first month. Yeah, well, you know, they just can't, they just, they're not good enough or mature enough to finish games. But more importantly, for this situation, where a tweet, um, uh, an incorrect tweet went out, they don't have anybody running their PR department right now. They fired John Black and didn't replace him. No mm-hmm. one knows who's in charge right now. No one. I think it's Magic Johnson. <laughs> well, yeah, Magic does have a history of bad tweets. That so, is uh, true. Geez. But it, it wasn't a Magic Johnson tweet because it would have been like, uh, <laughs> <it would laughs> the tweet would have been like, uh, LeBron James tonight said, uh, D'Angelo Russell scored 40 points. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Exclamation mark. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's always it's always great when you see one of your players score more than 30 points in a game. Um, God damn, dude! The Lakers are just really frustrating right now. Um, I have a conspiracy to- theory about this story, though. Okay, let's hear it. I think Jimmy Buss somehow hacked the Lakers' Twitter account and no. posted this no. <laughs> quote. No, 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 no. Here's why. He's not clever enough to do that. He also doesn't go to any games. Yeah. Doesn't he have a he suite like... he buys every... Yeah, he has an empty suite. He doesn't like basketball. <laughs> Period. He likes show ponies. Um, I just want to really briefly mention, though, that my seats... Are fairly close to uh-huh. Genie Bus's seats. Are guys. you gonna break some news right now? Oh, oh. This is not breaking news. This is this not breaking. This has already this been right now. disseminated. But you know, I'm sitting there, you know, while gawking at the celebrities. Mm-hmm. I saw Denzel. I was right by Denzel. Mm-hmm. Wow. He get, he threw up a peace sign when he left. When he left at the at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Beginning of the fourth <laughs> quarter, he left. So Denzel's there. Uh, then Jay Moore shows up. Looking, oh, Gary unmarried himself. Looking a little gray. That's to say, he doesn't have a lot of uh-huh. color in his face. Uh-huh. Like, oh, Jay Moore here and, with a, and a child and, and a guy in a... From purple, action. Guy on in a Fox. purple Kangol hat. Yeah. 
Oh, from uh, Suicide Kings. <laughs> uh, he stole he stole Rick Shapiro's jokes and did them on yeah. SNL. <laughs> okay, so he comes out and then comes out Jeannie Buss looking great and shakes hands and hugs people and takes pictures and stuff. And then I realize they're sitting next to each other. And she puts her arm around him. And well, she's playing with, playing with his child. So Jeannie Buss... I think Jeannie Buss is dating Jay Moore. Uh-huh. Uh. And, and, and so I, I did some... I went back and I Googled it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then uh, you, I think you guys said that he got divorced in December of 2016. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah so, so, so Jay Moore breaks up with his wife, gets divorced in December of 2016, the same month that Phil and Jeannie break up. Yeah, but then the even crazier part is, remember, I googled tweets between Jay Moore and Jeannie Buss, and uh, in April of 2016, Jay Moore sent Jeannie Buss flowers. Yeah, because she was on his podcast. Yeah, but uh, that tweet was a little bit more than podcast. No, 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 I'm just saying, I've never (laughs) sent anybody flowers for being on this podcast yeah, you know, well, uh, do sending... we have to re- do we have to retroactively go back and send yeah. it to all our guests? Do we have to send flowers? Barbara Gray flowers? Yeah. Cornell? Do we have to send Cornell Reed flowers? <laughs> we should definitely send Cornell flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he, I, I think he would appreciate that very much. Like I'm... Jeannie Buss's quote in this tweet is a picture of the flowers, and then it says "beautiful flowers." Thank you to you know who you are. Kissy face emoji. Hashtag thoughtful at jmore thirty seven. I I love Jeannie Bus, as a lot of most Laker fans do. Mm-hmm. But this just seems weird. Did she? Here's my question. Uh, did she cuck Phil? <laughs> I think so. I think Phil being in was New York. Was she cheating on? Was she cheating on Phil with Jay Moore? I mean, I'm not going to say 100% yes, but it feels yeah. like it. It does it feel like it. It feels very <laughs> sketchy. He's but a- you know what? She's allowed to be happy. If he makes her happy, and he gave her the strength to fire her brother, and Mitch mm-hmm. Kupchak, and John Black, then God bless her. And God bless him yeah. for helping make it happen. Is Phil Jerry Maguire in this situation? Yeah, he's... he's- oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Phil just sent. Phil sent a. Me- he spent a, all night. He sent a memo to the Lakers organization <laughs> saying that they needed fewer players. And Jay Moore was like, "No way. We gotta play with five. This is crazy." Do, does Does this make Derek Rose Jonathan Libnicki? It does. <laughs> I think Kristaps Porzingis is uh, Jonathan Libnicki, right? Except I mean, they, no, because Kristaps is. Kristaps is too cool to be. He has a lot of hair gel. I could imagine Kristaps having some kind of like real rough background, and he tearfully says to Phil Jackson in like a pre-draft interview, like, "Did you know that the human skull weighs six pounds?" (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "Whoa, you've seen some things, Kristaps." Yeah, yeah. He's witnessed actual war crimes. That's how he knows how much it weighs. You had me at hello. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, show me guys, what the money is. Show me this, show me this money. Um, all you right, show we're me shut money. That down. We're shutting that down. I mean, right, I will say... Home. Shut it down! Oh, my God!
I will say that uh, the the real parallel between Phil Jackson and Jerry Maguire is that the Knicks don't love Phil Jackson. <laughs> and yeah, Phil no, Jackson not. does not love the Knicks. No. Nope. <laughs> but they are stuck together. Yeah, yeah. Like a real-life Jerry Maguire <laughs> and that disastrous relationship he's in at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that picture of him in the airport terminal the day of the trade deadline? <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. He's... <laughs> I mean, that just leans more credence to the fact that he got cucked by Jay Moore. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's feeling pretty low right now. And uh, Jeannie went from dating a dude that I believe is 25 years older than her, 20 years older than her, to a guy who mm-hmm. is nine years younger. So, yeah. get it, Jeannie. <laughs> you know, if you ask me, if, if you put Jay Moore and Phil Jackson next to each other and ask me who is older... I'm going to throw my hands up and say it's a push. <laughs> Jay Moore. Jay Moore, I think he partied a lot. Looks like somebody's not going on more sports anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think so. Thank I God think it I was canceled 16 years ago after three months. But uh, No, that podcast is called More Sports. Uh, it's a podcast ESPN now. show more sport. Okay. I don't yeah, I don't think I don't think our audiences, our fan bases uh overlap in any way. He was replaced by quite frankly with Stephen A. Smith, correct? The other failed ESPN talk show? I had no idea. There are so many of them. I can't believe it. Uh that's too bad. Do you guys ever see uh, Rick Riley's ESPN show? Uh Home- Homecoming? No. Did yeah. he did he lean on his hand the entire time? Yeah, it was because... very fun. He's constantly in that pose from the picture. Shouts <laughs> to Rick Riley. What a hero. Oh, uh, so he loves teeth. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Big teeth guy. Oh man. If one day I can be half as complacent and bored as Rick Riley is right now, I would be so happy. Uh, moving on. Dirk Nowitzki has a has a foot long bratwurst named after him at uh, at the arena. Was it what is the arena called in, in Dallas? Again? The American Airlines. The American Airlines arena. I thought that's, no, the I American thought that's Airlines what, Center. I thought that's what the one in in Miami was called. <laughs> they have they're almost both, the exact yeah. same name. Get the fuck out of here! That's <laughs> yeah. stupid. There aren't there aren't thirty sponsors to go around. I think there's not thirty Stick sponsors. Was thinking of sponsoring a second arena. Who is the Talking Stick Resort? The sponsor of the Phoenix Suns Arena. You can't have. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. okay. I can't if you have two American Airlines arenas because Lord knows American Airlines is one of the best, most efficient airlines in the country. Hey, but, fly it when you visit LA Live, Los Angeles' right. premier entertainment destination. Oh God! Before we move on, I got to remind everybody or tell you, tell the fans, but mm-hmm. you guys that when I was at the Laker game, they had a special. Mm-hmm. Uh, new era store open uh, next to the gift shop, mm-hmm. and it had LA Live branded hats. I want one so bad. I but they you are said they were for, too expensive they're for me. Forty dollars. I'm not going to spend eighty dollars to get you guys novelty LA Live hats. Uh, worth every penny in my book. You guys can buy your own hats. Why well, I don't wear the one I made myself anymore? That's the. <laughs> I would ask the fans to send us one, but they wouldn't even send us Tim Duncanos. So yeah, well we could we could start we could start a Patreon and they can they can pay us. Duncan it's the least you can do. 
<laughs> hey, email us at roundballrockpod at gmail.com or tweet us at roundrockpod on Twitter and tell us if you would be willing to buy us some LA Live merchandise. Yeah. Duncanos or the Criterion Edition of My Giant. Yeah, whatever. You, hey, you guys buy me what? Buy me uh, or these guys whatever you want. Um, whatever you want. I want. But anyway, I want Dur- the, the Dirk. Yeah, the Dirk Wurst is a foot long bratwurst served with a German mustard, pickled red cabbage, on a Bavarian pretzel bun. There are only thirty of them. What? Yeah. Only thirty of them will be sold at each of the remaining home games. <laughs> Uh, to, in honor of Dirk's 30,000 points. What? Yeah. You'd only sell Wait a 30? Minute. They only make 30. Why? So Why? weird. <laughs> Why do you stadium only... holds 20,000 people. <laughs> people are going to be punching each other in the stands to it's get a like Dirk It's not like you can world. trade them. It's not, it's not like a limited... It's food. Yeah, it's food. Also, they buy... don't look good. Let me Google a picture of the Dirk worst. I mean, pretzel bun, that's fine. Oh, here's a picture of him pretending to eat it um, Yeah, uh-huh. while it's still in the but wrap. But he couldn't because it's, like, made of gold because there's only 30. How much is it retailing for? Fourteen fifty. Nah, dude. Well, I guess that's how much a regular hot dog costs at basketball <laughs> games. Um, yeah, he's pretending to eat it while it's in the dish. That's crazy. Uh-huh. And it's only available in one section. Yeah. <laughs> section 120 on the main concourse. Also, this whole thing is going to net them, before cost, $435 a game. How, how, how much do you think the photo shoot cost? Oh, very little. Guys, there are so many pictures of Dirk Nowitzki eating a hot dog when you Google Dirk Horst. So there's the ad... There's a picture of him holding the hot dog with a larger gentleman who I assume is the chef because he's, he's larger and he's in the picture and he's wearing a, um, a polo shirt, a, a Mavericks polo shirt. And then there's a picture of him in the arena eat, pretending to eat it mm-hmm. um, in, his, in his practice gear. You know he's not going to take a bite of that before practice. He's not no. going to want to throw up a Dirk Wurst. Uh, and then finally... There's a there's a picture of Dirk in a chef's costume eating a hamburger. <laughs> what the what the fuck? I, now I'm gonna Google Dirk Nowitzki eating. Oh man, you'll you'll definitely get that picture of the sad food he was eating the night they won the championship at Live. Okay, so here's a picture of Dirk with an with a with a heavy set elderly woman, and he's putting some cheese in his mouth. Here's another picture of Dirk in a chef's costume <laughs> eating a hamburger. Uh, here's Dirk eating grapes. Uh, Dirk, see. look, the the thing I remember most about them winning the championship is they went, there were all those pictures of them celebrating in Miami afterwards. Oh, yeah. And one of them, Dirk has a plate of, like, really gross-looking food on his lap in the middle of, like, Miami's hottest dance club. And on that plate is a hard-boiled egg. I swear to God. <laughs> Good Lord. They only sell 15 of those hard-boiled eggs a night at Live, and they cost <laughs> $59 each. Uh, so here's my question about the Dirk Wurst, though. Uh, this is the second Mavs-related food item. They're on the cutting edge of food. 
It seems like it. Food. Uh, what's next? What's next for food? Oh, in the oh, oh, in the arena. Well, yeah. they've got a yeah, lot of Greekas. I was kind of thinking that they should they should definitely make a Jose Juan burrito, which is like <laughs> it's it's really packed with a lot of stuff, but it's a lot smaller than a normal burrito. Uh, uh, what about the yogurt feral yogurt? Oh, oh, like a parfait. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, kind of like a McFlurry. What about the pierogi feral? Oh, they're even better. <laughs> this is why you write. We could combine. We could combine both of them together. <laughs> Pierogies filled with yogurt. I might throw up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I might throw up from that. But just like Yogi Feral, you get a lot of value for very little money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about like a Seth Curry uh, Little Brothers menu? <laughs> so the kids menu, yeah, the portions are a little smaller. The food's not as good, but it looks kind of similar. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of nice to have, right? It sort of, it sort of resembles a sandwich, right? Yeah, if you squint. There's two pieces of bread and some meat. What about just a meal where you eat what Rick Carlisle eats, and it's just an empty bowl? Because <laughs> it doesn't seem like Rick Carlisle eats. You're saying you have to visualize lot. the meat yeah. or the food. Yeah. He's thinking way too much about how mad he still is at Rajon Rondo. Um, <laughs> do you think to eat? Do you think they He's have too upset to eat? Do you think they have like a, a Chinese specific chef there too? I'm asking if they can make Dorian Shark Finney Smith soup. Oh no! <laughs> All right. You know what they? You know what they don't have on the menu there? Sea bass. No. Um, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is known for saying. Controversial, wacky things, is he not? It's part of his deal. He likes to he likes to speak his mind. He's a pundit. Well, recently he came out in defense of Kyrie Irving's flat Earth theory. Now, allow me to read this quote to you guys. Mm-hmm. It's true. The Earth is flat. The Earth is flat. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Listen, there are three ways to manipulate the mind: what you read, what you see, and what you hear. In school, first thing they teach us is, oh, Columbus discovered America. But when he got there, there were some fair-skinned people with the long hair smoking on the peace pipes. So what does that tell you? Columbus didn't discover America. So listen, I drive from coast to coast, and this shit is flat to me. (laughs) I'm just saying, I drive from Florida to California all the time, and it's flat to me. I do not go up and down at a 360-degree angle and all that stuff about gravity. Have you looked outside Atlanta lately and seen all these buildings? You mean to tell me that China is under us? China is under us. It's not. The world is flat. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? I, I'm gonna, I, I have two things that I would really like to focus on first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is that Shaq drives from Florida to California yeah. all the time. There uh-huh. is no way that is true. Right. He's just driving no, through Alabama and Mississippi <laughs> all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not driving. When is he driving? And he's certainly the, not the one behind the wheel if he no. is. No! He should be, the, nor should he be. I'm not saying that Shaq should be driving himself on these things, but is he John Madden? Is it like a Shaq cruiser? Shaq's he's not, not afraid to bus. fly. Yeah, no, Shaq, Shaq flies. Yeah. Let me just say this really quickly. Uh-huh. There are people who really think that all of this is a legitimate sort of 
movement in in the NBA. That mm-hmm. These guys really think the earth is flat, right? Yeah. You're telling me <laughs> a group of college-educated black men. Mm-hmm. Shaq is a doctor. Yeah, and a police officer. <laughs> You're telling me all all these guys believe the earth is flat. Kyrie Irving went to Duke. Well, that's not really... For 11 games. I mean, dude, I mean... <laughs> Shaq went to LSU. These guys are not stupid. I it's mean, kind of almost fair, race. It's almost racist that people to, think this isn't a joke. Fair, to be fair, Shaq... No, Kyrie Irving uh, is, is absolutely 100% not joking. All right, I don't believe that at all. Did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, of course I did. It is I listened to I listened to Anastasia's beautiful yeah. rendition of it on our podcast too. I mean, I Kyrie is just in that Jaden Smith zone of like he wasn't know. really at college, and now he's coming home and he's telling his dad <sighs> like, "Hey, man, you know what? The government's listening to us, and there's some stuff they didn't tell us about American history. And unfortunately, he went to some kind of flat earth info wars and uh, poisoned his mind. All right, I will grant you that maybe Kyrie Irving really believes this, but do you think Draymond Green believes this, or yes. LeBron, or Shaq? I do not really believe that Shaq thinks the earth is flat. No, I think Shaq. No, is he's kidding. just saying some stuff. Shaq's being Shaq. Shaq is checking. Shaq is doing Shaq things. I do think that Shaq does appear to need a history lesson. <laughs> oh, because of the fair-skinned people smoking the peace pipe? Yeah. <laughs> I think he thought Columbus went to Burning Man. Because that's, that's a lot of white people. <laughs> All right, I mean, well, yeah. I also think that they, like, <laughs> he's a doctor, and he's saying this. What is Granted, Shaq's doctorate in? Uh, good question. I don't know. But it is a real doctorate. I've, it was not an honorary doctorate. He did go... I think it's from the University of Phoenix. <laughs> he did take some classes, though, apparently. I've looked it up before. Yeah, he, he does have a doctorate. He got a doctorate five years ago, in fact. Um, and he got it was from Barry University in Miami, Florida, Rick Barry's college, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also lifted his professor in the air over his head. He has a master's degree and a doctorate in education. Yeah, he's not a dummy. Okay. No. Let's not say he's a dummy. He, also... he is a dirty cop, but <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that about my Turner family. Um. So I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of of conspiracies and, and, and weirdness going through the NBA right now. Here's another one. Did you know that the lead character in Joanna Man is named Jamal Jeffries? I did. Yeah. Did you did you know that the film was released uh, June 21st, 2002? Yes. Did you know that five days later, during the NBA draft, Michael Jordan, out of nowhere, used the 11th pick to choose Jared Jeffries of Indiana? Here's the theory. Michael Jordan saw Juana Man that week and was convinced to take Jared Jeffries because of what he saw in the film. I absolutely believe this is true. Come on. Joey? Joey? I mean, you, it's, it's all checking my... out here. It's all, it's all <laughs> checking out on this end. I mean, I don't think Michael Jordan likes to scout things, but I do think he likes to go. To, he's definitely a movie buff. 
No, no, he loves films. He was in Space Jam. No. He's a movie star. That documentary uh, about uh, space alien invasion. Yeah, cards. <laughs> hey guys, if we get to a hundred reviews, we'll review Space Jam. Yay! <laughs> um, the harrowing story of cartoon of a cartoon slave uprising. Um, so, <laughs> coincidentally, guys, Juana Man plays for the Charlotte Beat. Of the UBA. UBA is what, I guess they didn't get NBA licensing for that film. Yeah, you're, surprisingly, they didn't get NBA licensing for a movie about a cross-dresser who plays in a women's <laughs> basketball league. Yeah. What a shock. You would think the NBA, David Stern would be like, yes, absolutely. We want, we want to do that. Um, the UBA team that he plays for, it's called the Banshees. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with the beat? Yeah, every, doesn't every WNBA name um, basically kind of rhyme the name of the of the regular NBA there's team? A, there's a connection. There's a, this, what are the San Antonio Silver Stars? Uh-huh. There's the, uh, the, the Sparks. Uh, the, yeah. the Lynx. The Lynx instead the of the... Wizards and the Mystics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Liberty. So there's mm-hmm. a little New York New Yorky element to it. Uh, uh, the uh, the yeah, Seattle that, Storm and the Oklahoma City Thunder. You would think that <laughs> the creators of Joanna Man would have thought this out a bit more, but they didn't. Um, I don't know if I want to say this last thing that's in the rundown, but I will. And <laughs> with the with with the core, the caveat that I did not write this. Did this movie inspire the North Carolina bathroom laws? Okay, moving on. I'm just wondering if someone saw it and was like, you know what? This happened in the (laughs) UBA. It could happen here. Uh, It is a very strange coincidence, Sean, that it was set in North Carolina. Anyway, (laughs) the Golden State Warriors have to play a fantasy basketball matchup this week. They Uh don't want to. They're a little banged up. Things have been better for the Warriors, but they have no choice. They have to compete every week. There will be no sending out for the Golden State Warriors today. No, no. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala. They're playing today. And guess who they're playing? The 2007-2008 We Believe Golden State Warriors. But with one exception. This is the We Believe Warriors if the Kevin Garnett trade actually happened, the rumored, famous Kevin Garnett trade that almost was. Mm-hmm. So, Sean and Joey, what does that mean for this contest? So, so yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so so the Warriors... Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. You guys are not pros. God damn it. <laughs> God so, damn it. So I'm assuming... I just went back 10 years to find what this proposed deal was. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not official, but I'm uh, this is what uh, our working assumption is that uh, as a result of the Kevin Garnett trade, uh, Jason Richardson does go to the Charlotte Bobcats for the number eight trade. The Warriors then trade Al Harrington, Monte Ellis, uh, and Al Thornton, who they would have picked at number eight, to the Wolves along with a future pick, and the Warriors would receive Kevin Garnett and Troy Hudson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the remaining, the Warriors starting five becomes Baron Davis, uh, Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, Kevin Garnett, and Andres Biedrins. 
Obedrens! And mm-hmm. then the bench has Mikkel Pietras, Troy Hudson, Marco Bellinelli, Adonal Foyle, and of course, Sharunis Jessica Vicious. Uh, it's Yesikevicious. Yesikevicious? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just and... glad I didn't have to say this shit. <laughs> um, so that's, that's a team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, it's a team. I, I, I think they could still maybe win a, a first-round playoff series. I don't think that they're going to win a title. Um, I don't think, um, I think KG would be playing a lot of center. Yeah, it's a small. It's a small lineup. Don right? Nelson is their coach. So you're saying he's. Um, so you're gonna say he's gonna play. They're gonna put Petrus in there. Yeah, I think Beedrings is playing maybe 12 minutes a game to end. Uh, Joey Devine, 2008. Joey Devine would be very uh, angry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, because Beedrings wasn't getting given a shot. Yeah, he wasn't getting enough enough run. In in 2008, Joey's mind. Um, but uh, this, uh, I'm gonna say that the Warriors win. Hey guys, hold on. I have a call coming. Hold on. Hello. Hi, Jerry's ready to go. Okay, great. I'll come pick him up in a few Thank minutes. You. Thanks. Bye bye. Oh, that stands. I gotta go get my dog. <laughs> <laughs> He, um, okay, he's anyway. So I would say in this one, um, the real difference comes with how much Kevin Garnett's relentlessness will mm-hmm. pair with Baron Davis's pretty determined lack of relentlessness. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the combination of... Baron Davis definitely can turn it up quite a bit for the playoffs. Baron Davis was not super interested in turning it up for every game of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, this is it. They're going to is playing himself. Yeah, aren't uh, that's a mirror match, right? <laughs> yeah, but this is a this is far superior Matt Barnes. We're talking about this is yes. this is young Matt Barnes, right? This is uh, before he peaked. This is this is pre uh, several run-ins with the law, Matt Barnes. Um, let me say this. Let me let me throw this extra piece of information or this extra wrinkle on here and see if you guys think this is worth including in the matchup. So if the Golden State Warriors of 2016-2017 win this matchup, mm-hmm. then history remains the same and these 2007-2008 Golden State Warriors disappear from the history books, just like in Back to the Future when Marty McFly had to make sure his parents had sex so that he would be born. So are you saying Matt But Barnes, if, the 2007, if, the, if the Golden State Warriors of 2007-2008 win, then the trade happens. And Don Nelson yeah. owns a giant evil casino. Wow. Yes, exactly. And the Warriors <laughs> never win a title. <laughs> so this is almost like this is almost like a looper situation for Matt yes, Barnes, it's, where it's a huge he's, deal. He's yeah. playing for his own existence. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, he's playing for the right to play on the greatest basketball team of all time, essentially. But I, I also think maybe he doesn't even exist after that. I'm wondering. <laughs> well, all right. Isn't it kind of the the the? It's kind of like the Star Trek. Um, Teleporter? What do you call it? The, the holodeck? What's transporter? The, yeah. Doesn't it disassemble someone's molecules and reassemble them 
where yes. they go. So it's yes, kind correct. of that problem where he'd still be a Matt Barnes, but that Matt Barnes that he is would no longer exist. Correct. He'd be a different Matt Barnes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that is the factor. He is just going to be playing so hard to, like, the regular Matt Barnes, the, the 2008 Matt Barnes will not understand where this extra gear of fighting for his own existence comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Matt, yeah. 2017 Matt Barnes has an NBA championship ring. Would he be on the Lakers? Would he have ever made it to the Lakers if he was on this weird KG-led Warriors team? Probably not. Probably would never have made it to Los Angeles. The Lakers might not have been able to beat the, these Warriors in, a, in the conference finals or in the third round, second round or whatever. I, I mean, the Lakers... These Warriors are very thin. Yes, this is not a great team, I understand. But <laughs> with... Without Matt Barnes as, as an important role player, maybe maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe the Suns are ascendant in the Western Conference. Who mm-hmm. knows? The whole of, of existence will be upended by this matchup. Matt Barnes does not have a ring, actually. He did not join the Lakers until 2010. So he oh, actually he missed it. He, wait, wait, lost like 20, the, so... he lost the finals to the Lakers as a member of the Orlando Magic. Oh, so he was a 2010-2011 Laker. Yeah. So then he has no motivation at all. Well, I mean, his own existence as a older man, I think he was. Yeah, I guess the... But what if, what if this wipes away his incident with Derek Fisher? Oh, and he's still with his wife after that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the question is the thing. He doesn't know what will happen if he loses. Right. So he's just playing for the status quo. It's a, it's a conundrum. It's a moral quandary. Yeah. And I think one that M- Matt Barnes might not f- totally understand. Yeah. Um, but I, let's, let's, yeah. If I, if I had to really make a prediction, I think that it's an interesting matchup, but I think there is almost no way that a team starting those five <clears throat> guys doesn't get somebody, somebody's getting two technicals by the end of yeah. the second quarter. Like, 100%. Matt Barnes is going to clothesline Matt Barnes. And he's, they're they're going to give him double technicals because they're like, well, I can't tell which one's which. Yeah. I mean, they're wearing different uniforms, but are I, mean, I two, don't know. But you know are the were, two Matt Barneses allowed to touch each other, or does the universe fold in on each other? Well, it's, it's Southland Tales rules, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that was my question. Their tattoos start to merge, actually. Um, I also I'm going to... You know how we were talking about hold me back fights earlier? Uh huh. This team would be the ultimate in shove me forward fights. No <laughs> one is looking for anyone to break up a fight on the bench. Like even Troy Hudson is kind of a brawler. A Donald Foyle would be reading poetry in the middle of massacres out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's figure out who's gonna win this because. Uh... It's you know, the seventeen warriors. It's the seventeen it's, warriors. It's gonna be a. They're gonna get stomped. The team is gonna get stomped. I mean, Kevin Garnett might might put up you know thirty points. I mean, uh, Baron Davis is a bad matchup for Steph Curry. This Baron Davis, like one yeah, that's trying hard, but yeah, yeah, they're just not deep enough. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I see some. I see some really quality Patrick McCaw minutes in this game. So Ian Clark. Yeah, I was being sarcastic about yeah. the 2017 Warriors being deep. Uh, but yeah, no question. 
Sean, how are you feeling about this matchup? I'm picking the modern Lakers, modern Warriors. Jesus, as much as uh, as much as I love those guys. Um, yeah, me too. I think I think Kevin Durant is too much to handle, despite how good that KG was. I think Clay is the one that goes off though, because I think they put KG on Durant. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to. You'd have to. And then Matt Barnes is guarding Draymond? Yeah. Matt Barnes is guarding Matt Barnes. No, I think you put Stackjack on Draymond. Uh, Okay, yeah. Like when they put him on Dirk. Oh, so so you're saying Michael Pietras is trying to guard... To guard Clay Thompson, Thompson. yes. Yeah, that's that's not going to work. We've seen the Pietras experience. I'm going to say one thing. He is good to step out of bounds three to four times a game. (laughs) Here's one thing the Warriors of 2017 could do. Steal Andres Biedrins and bring him back to the present and use him off the bench for this year. This Andres Biedrins was good, man. That's what I'm saying. It's the (laughs) ultimate Zoe Divine time travel Um, conspiracy theory. It's like, well, what if I could go back in time and I could put him on this team? It's the ultimate redemption for all these guys. I will say... Uh, this, this, the seven, the 2007 Warriors have a shot if they also get 2007 Summer League Marco Bellinelli and not 2007 Season Marco yeah, Bellinelli. Yeah, but, th- but that's, that's Summer League. Like, <laughs> if that we're been the s- more time travel. As far as you know, that's the same guy. It's not the same guy. he's playing against a bunch of scrubs. Trust me, it's not the same guy. So unless this game is taking place at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas, uh, I'm going with the Modern Warriors. This is is an oracle. For the record, Dubberoo, this is an oracle. Uh, All right, big win for the Warriors of 2016-2017. Fly the W. Another victory, and they are well on their way to the playoffs. Very exciting. Yeah, have they clinched yet? Have they clinched the playoff? That's a question for Dabaroo, who has not tweeted us in a long time. Is he okay? Is he dead? Did he die? Did he die? Tweeted us. Dabaroo, send a picture of yourself with a copy of today's newspaper (laughs) for proof of life. Yeah, you can email it to roundrockpod at gmail.com. That's not correct. That's not roundballrockpod (laughs) at gmail.com. Tweet at roundrockpod. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, and leave us a five-star review so that we can finally watch My Giant like we've been chomping at the bit to for the last two months. We're not even close. Come on, guys. Do you like this podcast? If we don't get to if we don't get to forty by August, I'm quitting. No, I'm kidding. I'll never quit. And you know why I'll never quit, guys? Because I love you both, Sean. Oh. Anything to plug? Anything to plug? buddy at the punchline with Aaron Foley all weekend through the 26th that's in San Francisco yes San Francisco okay but all our Bay Area round ball rockers so Adrian Escalera let me know and I'll put you on the guest list Ooh, look at that Joey anything you got going on here um I wrote the sports episode of sounds like America on audible it's hosted by Roy Wood Jr. yes yes and also I'll be at Hypno Comics in I don't know where that is in Southern it's okay. California somewhere. Google April it. Fifteenth. Yeah, Joey's gonna be doing some stand up. He's back in the game. And uh, yeah, I uh, 
I'm going to WrestleMania next week, guys, so who knows what's going to happen with this podcast, but I will have some very exciting content from WrestleMania on BleacherReport.com. I also, by the time this comes out, will have a piece on the Shaquille O'Neal statue going up at LA Live, America's oh, I saw it today. entertainment destination. Oh, is it up? I mean, it's they're putting it up, but there's pictures on Twitter. That's tight. Uh, That's very tight. Half up. I spoke to the sculptor, and he had a lot of very foreign European things to say about art. So check that out on BleachReport.com. And as always, trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go home. Dirk worse for everyone. (laughs) You can call it what you want, I'm going to call it what it is. You can call it what you wanna, I'ma call it what it is. You can call it what you wanna, I'ma call it what it is. You can call it what you wanna, I'ma call it what it is. You can call it what you wanna, I'ma call it what it is. I'm a gangster motherfucker, I got 10 off in this shit. I took it to the south, I got 10 off in this bitch. Project pack, cock it back, and let a clip off on that tree. I can bring it where you live, to your steps, to your hood, nigga, get it high, live. I'm like, trick, you don't know now, homie, and I love the kids. But they better run and hide when I come through in that rib. Leaning back with my hat cocked, man, I got that grip. And the yak is what I see, so you know I'm about to trip. And the Chevy got the miles, cause this used to take the trips. You can't see me when I'm creeping, cause the candy got that flip. Got that verbal 44, dog is pipping, got a rib through the ears of the thick chick. Sipping don't exist. I can teach you if you want it, dog. If you do insist, I'm a gangster and my only flaws really don't exist. You can call it what you want. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.